0: What is up, everybody? Welcome to Episode 4 of Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Russ Cohen at Sportsology is going to join us in a moment. We've done this like every year for the past, I think, four or five years. Me and Russ preview the division, and we also go through our picks for the NHL Awards and a couple of other made-up awards. I don't think we ever audit the awards (laughs) to see how we did, although I guarantee you when Russ comes on in a second... He'll tell you that he always gets it right. He probably does. I suck at it. Uh, let me tell you about Bet Parks real quick before we get to Russ and get to the content here on the program. Uh, bet Parks great, great app, great app. Matter of fact, oh, how about me last night? Exact score, three-one Rangers. Boom! Nailed it. Two-dollar bet won me fifty bucks. Love it. Uh, get on the Bet Parks app. What a way to start the season! I put in two plays. Three-one was one of them. Uh, get the Bet Parks app. You can bet that exact score. First to score. Over-unders, player performances, same-game parlays, live-in-game betting, you name it. It is all there. Easy to use, easy to figure out, right in your pocket. Faster to win than ever before. And right now, I'm a little winded by the way I was running downstairs. Uh, Right now, all Parks users can use the promo code Jason750. I know Russ is writing that down right now. J-A-S-O-N-750. Russ knows there's no Y in Jason. And you can get a risk-free bet up to $750. So check it out. New and existing users, terms and conditions do apply. So download the new Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. And let me tell you about Conquerville Subaru. Great people at Conquerville. That's why I bought my first car there back in, I think, 1989. <laughs> and bought many since. Why? Because Conquerville cares. My son's going to buy his car there, first car. And that's right around the corner, if you can believe it. He'll be 16 in December. Got to get the permit and do the whole thing. But Conquerville cares. It's not just a saying. It's really a fact. And why is it a fact? Here's why. They've done and continue to do tons of work in the community. Matter of fact, Conquerville Subaru was the first Subaru Nation Love Promise dealer of the year winner back in 2015. They also have eight years supporting Nemours Children's Hospital of Delaware. They've adopted 15 classrooms in the Marcus Oak Elementary School. They give them $500 to, to buy classroom supplies. Teachers get to figure out what they want to use it on. Plus, they continue the donation of thousands of coats for La Comunidad, Hispania, and Kennett Square. Over the last 10 years, they've done that, and they continue that to this day. So now's a great time to visit the beautiful showroom on Route 202 in beautiful Glen Mills, PA. You can check out the certified pre-owned inventory or check out a list of incoming Subaru vehicles. Get down there. Check it out. It's more than just a dealership. Also, a great service department. Free car wash with every visit. So check out ConquervilleSubaru.com online and check out the showroom again on Route 202 in Glen Mills, and remember, Conquerville cares. Let's get to him right now. You can see him on Twitter. It is at Sportsology. You see the website, sportsology.com. He is a writer. He is a Mets fan. He is a good man. And it is Russ going right now. Cut, Russ, how are you? Jace, how are you? I'm doing good, man. Are you in mourning with the the Yeah, it's Ross not the time. Mets.
1: It's not a good time. And there's a lot of Phillies fans that want to dump on the Mets, and that's fine. Mets fans would do the same. So you have to just – Brennan bear it, but I'm wearing my Jets hat because they're over 500. Because I figured, you know, right now I can.
0: Yeah, it, wear it while you can. That's right. a great motto. Yeah. Um, the Eagles sit temporary the
1: happiness. That's what it is.
0: Yes. Well, you got to take it how you can get it, and yes. you can't question it. Um, what'd you think of training camp for the Flyers? Impressive. All right. So
1: the biggest thing I could tell you is I was in Pittsburgh for a week um, well, for close to a week, um, for the, um, fall classic for the USHL. So I was watching the penguins practice all the time and reading about the flyers practice and completely two different practices, even though, you know, Sullivan was an assistant of John Tortorella, they do things completely different. And I still feel like, um, the flyers are behind in what they were doing because of the unbelievable attempt at conditioning and everything else even though you really can't condition a team in 18 days it's hard to but the but the attempt at that and you know and John saying he couldn't really play systems for most of preseason i feel that's put them behind and i yeah. that's set them back now maybe there'll be some sort of you know springboard forward when they all get it during the season but i you know i just feel like camp set them back a little bit
0: yeah and and certainly all of the guys being banged up in camp. I mean, you have guys like Hart, and played one preseason game. Atkinson, I think, played one preseason game. Konechny, Provorov, one preseason game. The pairing of D'Angelo and Provorov was only together for one preseason game. So, I mean, that's an issue as well going in. Yeah. Because no matter what – you know this, Russ. You've seen enough NHL practices. No matter what you do in practice, scrimmage, anything, it's not a game. No. Can't simulate it.
1: No, you can't. Um, with Cam Atkinson, it's interesting because, you know, John used to always say, if you can't practice, you can't play for me. Mm -hmm. Now, Cam was doing some sort of conditioning with a former Columbus Blue Jackets guy. So John sort of okayed that, but today he didn't take any line rushes with any line mates. So it's like, is that going to pass as practice? And is he still going to be allowed to play or is he not playing in the opener? And if you ask me today, I feel like he's not playing in the opener.
0: Yeah, I agree. We'll see, I guess, definitively tomorrow at morning skate at 1030 yes. at Wells Fargo. But I think, I mean, my my indication would be that he probably isn't going to play as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, the other thing is when we talked to Torts last week, uh, we met with him kind of at, with the broadcasters before, I guess, the last preseason game. And we were talking about Hart and it's not ideal that he hasn't been in there to get a preseason game. He goes, he goes, when he's cleared, though, if he's cleared on the 12th, he's playing on the 13th. You know, it was clear he, he's like he's gonna have to play it sometime. So you might as well just get going. So if he's cleared, he's playing, and it yeah, looks I like hard I love go.
1: the fact that he hasn't played a preseason game. I don't think it's good for any goalie. Like I, I tell people, and you're a goalie, so you know this. I always say you do still have to go through the motions a little bit before you feel like yourself, no matter what season it is. You're mm-hmm. gonna do that at the <laughs> NHL level. And what if, like, you know, first couple of goals go in on like two shots? It's you know, that it's gonna be a rough go for him to kind of like get it together mentally where he could have gotten all that out in one game even two periods of one game
0: yeah um it looks like also that uh felix sandstrom's not going to be the backup he's dealing with a groin injury that he's been nursing here for i guess a little while now when he was taken out of that one game after just uh, facing two shots but um let's talk about urson because you know there's not many you know good feel stories of camp I mean, you do have Lazinski and Allison getting through healthy. You do have some other good stories of camp like Noah Cates. But the good story of camp at a very important position where it's always beneficial to have a lot of depth, Sam Erson came in. Russ, he was so impressive and just so calm in the way he, uh, you know, dealt with everything around him. And I I was really impressed by Erson.
1: Yeah, I've been impressed with him. Uh, I want to say two to three years ago when he came into camp and he, and they won the uh, you know the three on three tournament. He held up the trophy. At that point, I figured he was a little ahead of Sandstrom. Then mm. the injuries occurred last year, and I figured Sandstrom's a little ahead of him. But now I think Urson has gotten a little ahead of Sandstrom again. And uh, I have watched him in preseason. I liked what I saw. Uh, you know, I know he didn't give up a goal, and that's fine. But uh, the movements were good. The confidence is there. The only thing I worry about is and, and this is a legit worry and, and it was going to be the worry for sandstrom too but at least he's played what five games in the nhl mm-hmm. you know what if hart is banged up a little and he can't play two in a row and all of a sudden urson with the schedule has got to play like two or three early that's kind of a rough go for him but whatever at this point he is the backup and i i hope the best for him but i i feel like if the defense is decent in front of him he'll do well if things are breaking down in front of him, I don't know how he's going to do.
0: Well, yeah, that's any goalie, right? That's
1: any goalie and especially yeah. a young
0: goalie. Yeah, no doubt. Because it can really have you starting to, because qu- you don't know what it's like when there is good structure and th- what it feels like when there's bad structure. Right. And you start to question yourself in that scenario more yeah. than you question what's around you as a young goalie because you haven't gone through it. Right. Um, yeah. I, I like how calm he has been and not yeah. over over uh, reading plays and uh, as you know, other teams attack them. he said think- all
1: the right things in camp. Yeah. I think he realized at some point based on injuries and everything else that he was in good shape to make it, but never would say it. And he's yeah. like, listen, it's out of my control. It's up to them. All goalies are trained to say that. Now goalies never definitively say anything about what they're going to be or what they're yeah. going to do. They always say it's up to the team or whatever. To me, that started like five years ago because I think when jobs became very scarce, in the NHL for, for goalies, goalies realized, hey, not only could I not be here, I could be playing in the ECHL just for time, just because yeah. there's no, you know. So I think goalies have been very well trained for lowering their own expectations all the time.
0: Yeah, maybe they just Googled what the pay is like in the Coast. <laughs> <laughs> and they said, oh, shit, I can't and end up the
1: there. Story: The um, One of the first articles I ever wrote for um, NHL.com was about Yarrow Halak, And he had gotten called up with the Canadians and I said to him, I said, what is the, you know, the biggest adjustment from the AHL to the NHL? And he said, the food, the food's way better.
0: Yeah. The per diem, the food, the travel, all of that stuff. It's just, it it just notches up every level. You go up from the coast to the A and then the the big jump is from the A to, to the NHL where it's five-star hotels, chartered flights and the whole thing. So, um, you know, let, Let's look at a couple of players in particular. Let's start on the blue line because were you shocked that York was sent down? What were your thoughts on, on York being sent down to start the season? And perhaps now it looks like Zamula is going to be on that third pair yeah. to begin the season tomorrow night.
1: Well, I felt like Zamula should be the guy that got in, but the way John was talking about everybody else, uh, you know, Adder included who I don't think is ready yet. I think he's close, but his offense is there, but his with Adder, I just feel like his, um, puck retrieval, and still getting used to the pace of the NHL, you saw he was making some defensive gaffes. And mm-hmm. I think they sort of get used to that. But um Zamula, I felt like did did great. Um, so I no surprise there. with Cam York, uh, I still felt like his defensive game is good, but his physical part of his defensive game is lacking. And I just had this feeling based on the coach that he wasn't gonna let that go. Now, do I think Cam York could survive on the third pairing on the Flyers? Yeah, no question. But the coach doesn't want him to survive like that. He wants, he wants him, him to, to thrive. thrive. <laughs> he wants him to thrive, and he wants him to be an aggressor. So he sent him back, and, I, and I'm okay with that. Uh, does Cam York question himself that if he would have roughed up a few guys, would he still be in camp? I wonder, because that was sort of a message with Adder. Like, hey, he stuck up for his guys, so now I'm keeping him in camp longer. You do wonder if York questioned himself on that, but it, ultimately, it's not going to hurt him.
0: Yeah, I think it could ultimately help him because, like Torch said, you know, we need him to be a big part of this thing when we're ready to win. He said, "I don't know when that's going to be, but yeah. when we're a winning team," um, which I'm going to get to in a second. The other thing about York is that it just seemed to lack a little urgency to his game to push the pace, making I the think safe play. Yeah. It's hard to evaluate him though, Russ, in a a way, because he's such an under control player and calm Mm -hmm. on the ice that sometimes that gets mistaken for a lack of urgency where you see other players where they're really frenetic on the ice and it's maybe just because they're not as talented or smooth. Right. Yes, And that Um, that gets mistaken for urgency and effort.
1: It does. I heard the going into the draft, this about Owen Power. Now it's not Owen Power's fault that he's, remarkably composed and cam york is composed for the most part he doesn't panic he's been trained with the ntdp so he's good at those things i also think the team may be chasing some extra offense in him that maybe doesn't exist i think he can play the power play but maybe the second power play i don't know Mm. if he's a first power play guy i kind of think not right now no especially with
0: d'angelo there yeah
1: yeah especially with d'angelo it's definitely a no but even if D'Angelo wasn't there, I kind of think he still would lose out to Sanheim. I still think it's a no. Whether that comes around a little more, it could. Because uh, mm-hmm. his shot is not as accurate as he's moved up the level as I'd like it to be. But everything else about his game is good. It just needs to work on the physical part. He definitely has gotten stronger, but it hasn't totally translated into his game. But yeah, I, just because you see a guy working twice as hard, my dad would always be, um, work smart. don't work Smarter, hard not you. harder. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no doubt. You know that that, that's the key. It's I talk to a lot of guys about training as they move up through the NHL, knowing what the rigors of the 82 games are like and everything that goes into it, and how much they train their change their training you know program every summer to work smarter, not harder. Don't do a bunch of stuff. Don't just sit there and throw plates all summer when you don't need that element for your particular game. Yeah. Um, Zamula making the team is not a shock to me, too. He's he's no. definitely added some muscle as well.
1: He's added so. the muscle. He was really close last year. He does everything well. He's not going to be a big point guy, but he's a good puck mover, and he has some offense in his game, so he will give you some points.
0: Yeah, and he's a big body, too. He's, yeah. he's long. Um, l- let's look up front because this is such a big year. We'll start with this lower uh, age group of players, whether that's Farabee, whether that's Frost Tippett is in that same category, Noah Cates. In, well, I'll take Cates out of it, but those three players—Frost, Tippett, and really those two—let's stick to that. It's a huge opportunity in front of the, these two guys, and they got to start to cement themselves in the NHL to be what they're going to, what we think they're going to be. Either that, or, or they're not going to be it.
1: Right. Um, I'll start with Tippett still in preseason you know he finally got a goal but he's still not scoring necessarily with that shot Mm -hmm. um and and that's the worry because still in preseason it took him a little while to load the shot once in a while he would take it right off the stick and and it wasn't going in i don't know if he will ever be a sniper now because he has some size and he is getting around the net he should be able to knock in some pucks that way for sure so Again, if you saw, yeah, but you're right,
0: you need him to shoot the puck and be able to shoot off the rush yeah. and and be a trigger.
1: That's his that's where he's worth the most. Yep. The other way is just salvation. Like, hey, he stays in NHL or because he can get around the net and get some goals. But if the shot was right and he was scoring like, I don't know, as an example, like you saw maybe how Stamco scored his goal last night on the power play. has the same opportunities that Steve Stamkos does on Tampa with this team.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like he gets a lot of opportunity. Maybe he's not on top power play all the time, but in preseason he was only got the one goal. And so that still I'm, I'm trying to figure out what he is. I still think he's still trying to figure out what he is. Um, Morgan Frost it's different because he could if he, if he plays center, which he's probably not going to, but if he plays center, then he is worth a little more because his play around away from the puck is, is good. His face-offs are good. And he's not any kind of a defensive liability at all. Is he playmaking enough? No. I, do I know why? No. <laughs> I just That's the part that has not been unlocked with Morgan Frost. And the only time it was really unlocked with Morgan Frost was – When when there were no fans two years ago with Giroux and he had those games before he got hurt before his injury yeah before the kind of show it then yep they got him in the middle now it
0: it looks like he's going to be in the middle with JVR and Allison on that Flyer second line
1: JVR is not going to help him though Allison could help him because he's a
0: straight line four checker that that helps any center out
1: that does. I don't know if JVR is going to help him because he's looking to shoot the puck. Uh, He's not necessarily looking to play give and goes and and things. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see how that works out. Uh, I will say I I did run into Allison's agent when I was in Pittsburgh. And besides having a conversation about his hair, and I told him to keep the hair long, but they didn't listen. Yeah. I said, keep the hair long. I'm telling you, we like it. Um, The other thing was I said, he is maybe the only guy in the NHL that I hope every year is healthy so I can fully gauge what he is as a player. Yeah. And so this year it's the same thing. If he plays 70 games, it'd be like, my God, that's a miracle.
0: Oh, that, that'd that be fantastic.
1: It would be unbelievable. But if he goes in and out of the lineup with the way this cap situation is, it's going to create some problems. So I'm, I'm yeah. hoping he stays healthy because you know, he could have a nice season again. I don't think it's anything more than 40 points at best, but still yeah. on this team, they
0: need it. You know, the funny thing I was preparing for, I'm interviewing Chuck Fletcher later on for flyers daily. Mm-hmm. Um, and on my list of questions here, as I just put it in front of me, you know, one of the things that I put down here to talk to him about is just the fact that Tanner Lazinski and Wade Allison played five of six preseason games and they come out and they're still healthy. You know what I mean? It was, it was almost like before, you know, Wade in that first, I think it was the first game, that big hit happened on um, on Roussel because he was still with the team at that time, Yeah. and Allison jumped in there to defend him, and I'm kind of going, yeah. I wish somebody else got there a little quicker. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: I know. We're always going to have this Yeah. It,
0: here's
1: what I would say about Lasinski. I mean, Allison's injuries go back to an injury he had when he was younger, and it just seems like since then he has never been healthy. Lisinski is different. Like he he had the hip operation, operations, two of them, right? Yep. But as far as I remember, that's the only things he's really had go wrong with him. It's so,
0: exactly right.
1: So even last year when we saw him in camp and he wasn't fully right, he still looked pretty good. And when he scored his goal um, in the last preseason game, that was a move I saw in college. And I hadn't seen that since he had been here because – while he is a meat and potatoes kind of center, he does have some ability too and can do a like shake and bake like that. Yeah.
0: And when I talked to him, Russ, he talked about the hip. He goes, I had no idea how fucked up my hip was. Yeah. Because until I got one of them fixed. Yeah. You know, and then he got them both fixed. Just, he said he hasn't felt play. like this in years.
1: Yeah. He'll just play. And so yeah. I think there's, you know, and this is nothing against Patrick Brown, but but that's an area where there could be massive improvement for the Flyers if nothing else from the offensive point of view, Brown may be better with faceoffs, but Lysinski's a pretty good face-off guy too. But mm. offensively, there could be a big jump there on the 4C.
0: Totally agree. Um, one of the things that Chuck Fletcher spoke about today uh, was Sean Couturier, who's now been on the ice quite a bit lately. Yeah. Know, the initial reports about Couturier were pretty doom and gloom. Uh, but that everything that I heard was uh, the when those reports initially came out from Ant, from San Filippo, that – Hey, they were a bit premature because there was a lot more fact finding to be done. Yeah. And this doesn't seem like it's as catastrophic as people think you're dealing with the back. So it's always nerve
1: wracking yeah, yeah, and yeah. especially
0: I, coming off back surgery. But yes. uh, apparently right. he feels as good as he's felt since the surgery.
1: Yeah, my feeling was uh, since it was like a training kind of thing and they said it was just like a disc thing. Dr. Russ said I felt like he was going to be two months. Mm. And and I still feel like in the end he's going to be two months just because there's going to be an abundance of caution. But yeah, you'll take two months over what was you know previously said for sure, yeah, which is uh, February. Yeah, <laughs> the bigger question that I have for Chuck would be right now they're three point nine in the in the uh, in the black, but when he comes back, they're going to have to do some. They're going to probably be one or two players short on the season when Couturier comes back just to fit in everybody else, unless somebody else goes on LTIR, like they're going to be cap juggling all year, especially when Couturier comes back.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's it's not ideal. Um, Faraby, ready for the season opener. That's a huge shock to a lot of people. Yeah. And a lot of people, it makes people nervous, Russ, because we saw even Faraby last year in and out of the lineup. He's yeah. in and out of the lineup. Is it right to start him here? But, you know, he's a young man, and sometimes young men, some people are better healers than others. That's it, true. It's just a fact, right? And yeah. I, I was – I mean I Terrell
1: could, Owens, we could bring that up. I mean, I mean, yeah, have a hypervaric chamber, but still, how the hell did he get on the field with a fractured leg?
0: Yeah, and and the thing is with Farabee, like I, I, a buddy of mine was skating with him, and I saw that, and I was, and I asked, him, I just said, you know, he's is he pushing? And he's like, no, he's pushing. He looks good, and this is in mid-August, and I'm going, wow, he's yeah. way ahead of schedule here. Yeah, And then it was kind of trending in that direction, and it continued to trend. And fuck, good on Joel, because he, he must have worked his bag off to get to this spot oh, to I'm get sure back. Yeah, and and this is a big year for him. I, I think he's a player that Torch is going to like a lot.
1: Torch will like him a lot. I just hope at the beginning he limits his minutes and he kind of watches his minutes. Shield like, him a little bit. It's garbage time in games. There's no reason to have Joel Faraby out there where someone could take a hit at him. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Things take like that, him. protect him a little bit until you really can see that there's no issue. I mean, look, Eichel scored yesterday. Uh, I don't think he's going to be 100-point Jack Eichel. The thing about Farabee is I always thought he was going to be like a 70, 75-point guy. He probably still can be that because he hasn't really gotten to the point where he had reached his zenith. I think Eichel was getting to that point, and then he had the injury, and he's a little older. So I think you're right. I think it's better that he had this injury when he's younger because I think it's going to be easier for him to kind of figure out how to work with it the rest of his career. I think, you know, he hasn't had enough of a career to know what it's going to be like without it, you know, like what it was yeah. like before. So I think, I, I think he'll be fine. I do. I just, yeah, I worry a little bit that opening night's a, a little soon, but we all do.
0: Russ, my biggest concern going into the season is, you know, it's such an important element of a team in the NHL that have your top pairing defensemen be be a, a tandem that you're not going to stop the opposition top line every night that's either yeah, top it's, lines
1: it, it's a it's a position made to make mistakes like you're calling yeah. you,
0: you, you have to just mistakes. limit the damage right yes.
1: but like we saw that mistakes. in
0: 1920 with Niskinin and Provorov like they they faced the caps four times that year Ovechkin didn't have a goal had one assist against them the Marshan Bergeron Pasternak line had a combined four points against them in three games, you know, a- against top lines, they were doing their job. They were all actually plus on the, on the exchange because Proveroff and Niskanen could put the puck in the net as well and gather some points. But with Proveroff and D'Angelo, we saw him the one game. And I love when Torch was asked about what he thought of the two. He goes, oh, they stunk. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. They stunk in that it
1: game. Tony was bad, but I yeah. think he also was trying too hard in front of a home crowd. It does happen. It yeah. Does happen when players come home,
0: but but that pairing, you know, to me has a ton of intrigue on the ice, off the ice, and it's got to work. It's got to be something that's good for this team, you know, not only just for, for just because of the importance of the role, but also for the goaltenders and the importance of that role.
1: Yeah, it's 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 a hard job again for for Provorov because like. D'Angelo's a great skater, and he, and he's good at puck retrieval, but he's going deep all the time. So now Provov really has to cover for him. And look, he's the best conditioned athlete on the team. Like, we all know that. That's never even yeah, to close. It's not even close. So he can handle a certain amount of that, but there are going to be moments where teams overload on D'Angelo's side, and he is going to have to be able to either be physical or handle the load that way, or – the forwards are gonna have to help out when D'Angelo's on the ice. It's gonna yeah. have to be something because we've seen enough of him to know that he probably could play a little better defensively, but it's not gonna be close to Niskanen or even Ellis. So they're going to have to make it up somewhere. Yeah.
0: He's on the top pair last year with Slavin. He did, did a good job. I mean,
1: but they didn't want him again. Like they yeah. they only wanted him at a certain price. Yeah. And
0: they ended up with Burns.
1: But there's also a big difference between Slavin and and Provorov, too. Let's be fair.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But Slavin's great. Yeah. (laughs) Fantastic. We're not going
1: to call Provorov great. We're going to say he's good. and With potential maybe to get there, but he hasn't been there. Right. Maybe even better suited as a two. But since the Flyers don't have a one, he's the one. Yeah. And and so, yeah, I, I think there's a difference between him and Slavin. And I think that's another factor.
0: No question about it. All right, let's get to our um, NHL awards. We do this every year, Russ. And I
1: know not keep track. I say I'm 50-50 at best.
0: No, I think you're better than that. I don't I, know about I, I think you're 51-49 okay. at a minimum. That's
1: fine.
0: <laughs> uh, let's start with the team in the NHL that is going to win the President's Trophy.
1: President's Trophy, Calgary Flames. Wow. Boom. You're going with the Flames. Yeah.
0: You're not going to go with, like, Colorado. Nope. Wow, I'm surprised by that. Well, uh, I think wh-
1: while they're not going to be as good offensively, and they can't be with what they lost, they did up their defense with Weger. Mm-hmm. I think they have a more suttery kind of team. I do yep. think Kachuk was probably becoming a distraction, even though nobody said it, because they knew he wasn't going to stay. So right now – I think, you know, Sutter's got a firm grasp on this team, and I think they're gonna steamroll some teams in the regular season. That doesn't mean they're gonna, you know, win the Stanley Cup, but I think they're gonna win the regular season.
0: You know, the funny thing is Bradtree living, the job he did this offseason, he didn't sit around and pout No, about Kachuk leaving and Gaudreau signing off. He he I mean, he went out. And made a huge trade for a really good two players in Uberdo and Uyghur yep. and rebuffed all the players don't want to play in Canada conversation and in miserable Calgary and signed both of them. I I give him all the credit in the fucking world, man. That's oh yeah,
1: fantastic. me too. I mean, he he made something happen that most thought wouldn't happen or yeah, I think there's
0: some narratives changing around the league Russ with guys playing signing north of the border JT Miller too, obviously staying in Vancouver and also like Johnny Gaudreau going to Columbus. These are markets that, you know, we had this notion and rightfully so that players were looking to avoid these, these certain destinations and that's changing.
1: It is changing. Um, it's good. No, it's good. I I think it's changing. Well, I mean, look, the fact that line, a got locked up for a few years, helped Goudreau, um, I think the fact that, and I covered Eric Robinson in Princeton, because I cover Princeton every year. Um, The fact that he knew Goudreau, because Robinson played with Goudreau's younger brother, so he would be around him all the time, um, that helped him. All those things were only helped, though, when Goudreau had to give up his dream with the Flyers because they didn't call him, right? So there was that factor, too. But still, hey, after that, if anybody would have said, Columbus as the next destination after the Flyers, we all thought it was New Jersey. So yep. the fact is, it is good for the league. And I do think Columbus is a much better team. And I'm I'm happy. I'm ha- Actually, I saw a, a tweet from Goudreau's mom saying it was the first time they had watched him in preseason live. Because, again, going to Western Canada, not the easiest thing to do if, you know, you're working, you got a family, whatever. Yeah, Columbus
0: is a drive. It's not Columbus two not at- It's easy. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's not that hard of a drive. It's
1: nice for his family. Uh, And it will also help Johnny when he comes back through here because he always seemed to come back through in Philly right before Thanksgiving. He would spend Thanksgiving and then never see him again. And now they won't have to do it that way anymore.
0: Um, My pick for the President's Trophy, and I actually agree with one of our commenters. You're going to be surprised by this. The New York Rangers. I think they're going to
1: have fewer points than last year.
0: You think so? I don't know. I think the the goaltending, once again, is just so The goaltending
1: is great. I mean, don't get me wrong. The goaltending is great. The defense is still a work in progress. The wingers, the top six wingers are a work in progress.
0: Yeah, but Lafreniere last year and those playoffs started to bust out. Kako did a little bit. No,
1: Kako had a good game last night.
0: Probably
1: yeah, like Hedman had that dirty hit on Kratsov. He's already got a concussion or yeah. enough of a head problem that he's not traveling with the team. So yeah. so they are a little short. Sammy is already hurt, which, again, mm-hmm. that's turning into one of the worst trades they ever made for Buchnevich, even though they called it a salary dump. But you can't call it a salary dump when the guy you're dumping can score 30 goals. Yeah. Um, so are they still a good team? Yeah. Are they capable of doing this? Yes, but I don't think they're going to.
0: I have one concern with them, and that's the coach. And year two, like year one for yeah. Jargon, everywhere he's been's been great. After yep. that, things start to get dicey pretty quick. Yeah,
1: I guess we'll um, know like in the first month how that goes. But you know, yesterday was a good test; they got past that.
0: Yeah, uh, let's go to the coach of the year. You think oh, it's to be Daryl?
1: No, no. I, I even if he wins the president's trophy, it doesn't mean he is. Um, but Bruce. Yeah, I am kind of thinking Boudreaux because where I, am. I, I have them coming in third. I'm going to go with Boudreaux. I had a few in my head that I wasn't totally settled on, but I like the Boudreaux pick.
0: Yeah, I thought he had that team really kind of moving in the right direction last year. They're just too far yeah. out, and yeah. they dealt with a lot of shit with COVID and everything last year. I think some settling there with the Miller signing, and we know Bruce's teams are going to score, right? They're going
1: to score, but I will tell you, we um, when I did the draft show on Sirius, we had Bruce on day two. And he spent like 20 minutes with us, maybe longer. And, you know, he loves Demko, thinks he's, you know, either a top five or a top 10. I can't remember exactly what he said. He's in top the league. five. I yeah, agree in with the league. Yeah. So there's there's that. Um, you know, he's still excited about the upside of Quinn Hughes and all that offense that could come. I think, I think you know, they're going a little crazy over Kuzmenko. I, I think calm down on that. I don't know if <laughs> he's really going to score as much as people are hoping. I don't think he's your Dupita but I don't think he's uh wow. <laughs> I, <don't laughs> I wasn't think... expecting to hear that. <laughs> yeah. I don't think he's going to, you know, light up the league either, but I yeah. do like the team and, and I think Bruce right now has the right mojo going. He is a guy you root for to kind of finally do something in the playoffs. Like, you know, get to the Stanley cup at least.
0: Yeah. Let, let's go to the Norris. Cause you mentioned Quinn Hughes is he going to be in that running a finalist for the Nars and who do you got winning? I, I'll just tell you now I'm going to go chalk. I'm going McCarr. He's just,
1: yeah, I had too had dynamic good. on too
0: good of a team.
1: I have McCarr too, but I do think Hughes will be in the running. I think Cider will be in the running. Mm-hmm. Um, those kinds of guys for sure. It, it's so hard to keep McCarr out of this though, because
0: yeah, McAvoy's sure. kind of out of it because of the injury.
1: Yeah. I mean, Fox, Yossi, those guys will be around yeah. too. Uh, it too. Again, McCar would, I guess, set him apart from all the other guys, you know, and all the other guys are great is just the fact that he really can affect so much on the ice. Yossi did that last year for one year in his career. Like he was like Superman, but McCar's like that all the time. Yeah. And, and really he runs that whole offense. Like everything runs, even though McKinnon's there, it's, it's McCar That's the one that every team says, we got a game plan for this guy because you can't leave him open.
0: Yeah, I agree. So it's, it's um, hard
1: to go against him.
0: It is. He's just so dynamic. So you're taking McCarr there.
1: Yep.
0: Yeah, I am as well. We're, we're in there. Let's go to the Vesna. Um, I think this is an interesting one. Obviously, Shesterkin is right there. Vasilevsky is always right there. Um, but the guy I actually have winning it this year is neither of those guys. I actually have UC Saros
1: oh i'm not a Soros guy i no wow I, no i'm not a Soros guy i would never go Soros. i i think it's just durkin uh their defense is still a little suspect but not as suspect as tampa and like again vasilevsky could have given up four or five goals yesterday yeah he's
0: unbelievable if it
1: wasn't vasilevsky i mean it would have been four or five he he was great and he's gonna have to do that all year because their defense isn't great especially now losing ian cole all that right yeah McDonough. yeah and mcdonough is a massive loss i tried to tell people last year uh sergachev is not when he got signed that is not a replacement for ryan mcdonough now ryan mcdonough is not a, p- a replacement for ryan mcdonough but mcdonough can still play better defense than sergachev right at this moment sergachev is never going to be at that level with the details and everything but hey they had to do what they had to do because they don't have they didn't have a lot of other options available to them. So, but getting back to Shisterkin, I think it's him, I think it's Demko. Uh I, I don't think Nashville's even a playoff team this year. I know they're scoring crazy in three season that they scored in Prague, but uh I still I still have some worries for them. But I'm trying to think, I, is there anybody else who you know all oh, Markstrom? Sorokin more than Markstrom for me.
0: Yeah, I, I think Markstrom because He's playing in that Daryl system. Yeah, he's the finals he's couple years have a lot
1: ago. Defense, for sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, I agree. Um And, right, and Sorokin's an good. interesting one too, because I, I don't think people, a lot of people, because of the overshadowed nature of Shostarkin, realize that Sorokin is right there with him from from an ability standpoint. Well, I mean, you know, he's unbelievable. Is,
1: like I've been writing about these two guys for a long time because. They were both on the Russian national team for the world juniors, but Shesterkin was the guy who was just above him. When they were both in the KHL, Shesterkin was the guy that was just above him. So he has always overshadowed him, but Sorokin was always right there and was an amazing goal. Look at
0: Sorokin's numbers in the K. They're absurd. Yeah. They are absurd. So, they're going to be yeah. really good this year, too. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, who's going to lead the league in goals? Is it going to be Matthews? Is it going to be – I don't think it's Ovechkin this year – is it going well, to be somebody else?
1: Lead into it. They, you know, Mick Kern asked me yesterday how many 50 goal scorers, and I said two. And I think Dennis Bernstein was on before me, and he said four. And I'm like, it's hard Ooh. to score 50 goals, man. Yeah. It's, and I said even Kreider is not going to score 50.
0: No, he'll score 42 this year. Yeah,
1: 37, 40, something like that. I agree. Right. Um, but I said Ovechkin and Matthews will get over 50. Because I still think can... Ovechkin's at that level, but I don't know how much longer. Honestly, I don't think he's breaking yeah. Gretzky's record. Because even if he does fifty, he's still got to get like sixty-five more goals somehow. Like it's yeah, it's a I, lot. But
0: I, I have Matthews there. I have just Matthews be... too. yeah, I mean it's just he's just so it's in hard his prime. to
1: say no to Matthews. Pasternak, if everything were right, if his team were great, he could certainly be that guy. I just don't think his team has enough for him to to be. Yeah, no, Marshan
0: hurts him. Yeah, that's on that line. I, yeah, that hurts. That, that's a big, big loss. And and Matthews is in the ultimate year. It's yeah. a contract year. Oh, yeah. Where he's gonna get fourteen million.
1: Yeah, he's gonna term. be that um big percentage against the cap guy that we all wondered.
0: Highest one. Yeah. Twenty yeah. percent.
1: Yep, twenty percent.
0: Um most points in the NHL. I I mean to me this is I just I can't not go McDavid until oh, yeah. you gonna go Dry Nope.
1: McKenna Gaudreau.
0: Goodrow. He's going to follow up that year.
1: He's going to follow up that year because I feel like he has hit a point in, in his NHL career where he is that dangerous. I think on the power play, he's got Patrick Line, which I think people are underestimating what they might be able to do together. And I also think eventually, I don't think Ken Hughes made the opening day roster, but I think he'll get up there some point this year. And with other guys they have, I think Columbus has improved offensively, and I think it's going to run through Goudreau. So,
0: yeah. Hmm, interesting. So, should I just write Goudreau in for the heart for you? No. Okay. Who do you got for the heart?
1: You're going to hate it, but Kale McCarr.
0: Yeah. I I don't hate it because because I wrote down the same exact name. <laughs> 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 to be the most dynamic player in the game. He really it. is. I, I mean. mean.
1: I only got to see Bobby Orr with the, with the Blackhawks one year, one, so I watched in 72 and I had an idea what Bobby Orr was. Uh, But he, even then, you know, he was starting to get past it. And then I watched him intently realizing how great he was and he was losing it in Chicago. So I never really got to see that guy, you know, loved Leach. There's been plenty of guys coffee. You know, I'd say Makar is the closest thing that I've seen to Orr or know about with Orr ever. Uh, and that I didn't see Orr,
0: but you know, I I was just too young. I'm 50, so I just kind of missed yeah. out on Orr. But yeah. um, the dude is, I, I can't believe, Russ, that he's never been converted to a forward with the way he can finish around the net.
1: <laughs> well, why? You see, here's the thing. You don't I need think, to. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think if this were 20 years ago, he would have been because there were defensemen. Like I remember one year, Ron Greshner had, uh, there were injuries on on the wing. And he played the wing and he scored like 20, 25 goals. Mm -hmm. So I think, you know, back then they might have done that. But now the defense is the most important part of the game. So you have a guy that can run. If you could run the offense from the blue line like that and get those points. And join
0: the Russian defend. See, the thing about him that I think is so different is he's got all of these elite offensive skills. But he is one fucking good defender, too.
1: He He is. He's tenacious. God, he's His so skating good. is so good. It's like, it's ridiculous. And just puts him
0: in the right spot all the time. Puts
1: him in the right spot. His, yep. his game is really good. The anticipation, the hockey IQ, Stick. all those things. And look, I love Quinn Hughes. I think he's one of the smarter defensemen. And somehow McCar is just that little bit better than even Quinn Hughes is as far as the brain. But better in other things, too, obviously. I can't, you know, there's really nobody like Kale McCarr in the league.
0: Yeah. I don't know that we've ever seen a player in today's game no, that can do what he can do from that blue line. And, you know, it's weird. because I don't throw the term generational around very often. No, I mean, and, and obviously he was a, tur- a guy that came in as a fourth overall pick. And you look at it and you go, he's going to turn out to be generational.
1: Just right. Is. Now he is. But you also have to know back at the time coming out of the AJHL, it was a gutsy pick.
0: Oh, yeah. Because he, was he wasn't playing at a high level. Guy,
1: yeah. Playing against lesser talent. Mm-hmm. You had to you had to gauge how is this guy going to be in the NHL against, against better players. And guess what? He was up to the task. He was up to the task every year. I covered this guy along the whole way. I was up there for the World Juniors. I was there when he was playing in the college championships. Uh, you know, so I got to see him win the Hobie Baker. Like, I covered him the whole way. And, and he's gotten so much better each time. Even myself, I ranked him, I don't know, 8, 10, something like that. Because I was like, I don't know, and and that's why I know there's this thought uh, that was put out there. Maybe it was put out there by Bobby Clark or somebody who said it was Bobby Clark. That Cameron
0: podcast. He said it on Cameron Strip podcast.
1: Yeah, that the flyers were thinking about taking him. I I highly doubt that the room was going to take Kale McCarr because most felt that even at four, that it's was a risky pick, mm-hmm. and I give Colorado all the credit. For taking the risk and saying you know what we're gonna we're gonna see this through because again i just the way the flyers pick they generally don't go for smaller guys they generally don't do that i really don't feel like they would have gone through with that pick.
0: and the top two were consensus in that 2017 sure. draft. and the funny thing is is colorado in that draft year russ in 16-17 season, they were the worst team in the NHL. Remember Patrick Wah quit right in the beginning yeah, of the Wah year?
1: Yeah, Bednar got thrown into the mix.
0: Yep. And they were the worst team in the league by 40 standings points. Yeah. They end up losing the lottery as yep. clearly the worst team, ended up with the fourth pick, and they end up with Kale McCarr.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's unbelievable. I mean, but, wow. that's, but that's how it could be sometimes in the draft, you know?
0: Yeah. But it is by
1: partially luck, too, because, again – Go back and look at all what everybody was writing back then about Cam McCarr. And what I was saying was a lot of the feeling of what he was like, hey, this guy is amazing, but he's amazing in the AJHL. Is that going to translate?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he didn't have a a, a league where you could really project him out. No. Um, And it's amazing, too. I mean, how's that team that bad that year, though, too, Colorado? And even
1: in the World Juniors, (laughs) at first he was like an extra defenseman until he started Mm -hmm. being Cam McCarr.
0: Yeah, well he's Cal McCart now. Um last thing for you, Russ. Um, who's the top five picks in the twenty twenty three NHL entry draft? Oh,
1: wait, 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 we left out Selkie.
0: Oh yeah, we did shit. Um we let's did. go real quick then. I we got barkoff. All right.
1: Calder, Maddie Beniers.
0: Okay, you got Beniers on the Calder. Um
1: and Selkie, um, we're going with Phil Kessel. You're full of shit. I'm not. Did you see the play Phil Kessel made last night?
0: Am I writing down Kessel?
1: Write down Phil Kessel. All right. Because here's a guy that needs to reinvent himself. And what if he's all of a sudden reinvented himself as a great defender because he's not scoring the same amount of goals anymore? He made a play last night that I was like, damn, if he plays like that all year, he could win a selfie.
0: It was one game. I'm going recency bias has fucked up your brain.
1: <laughs> uh, listen, I'm, I'm going with Phil he eats all those fucking hot dogs. He's a hero.
0: Do you see his birthday cake? The hot dog yes. birthday cake. It was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> um, okay, let's get to the draft. First I'm of all, where will the Flyers? Top
1: five, but Connor Bedard will be one. Uh, I think Adam Fantilli will be two.
0: Ooh, okay. I think
1: Nishkov will be three. Okay. After that. I ain't saying. It starts
0: I, to pivot.
1: Yeah, um, I think it starts to pivot a little. Like I am I just interviewed Zach Benson. I think he's in the top 10. He could be in the top five though. Um, so I'm not really there yet. I'm not just trying to be a jerk. It's just a little early. Yeah, it's process. way early. But I did, I did interview Adam Fantilli like two weeks ago and I was so impressed that this guy was looking at analytics, how guys are scoring in the NHL, all these things to see how he should do it and what he is going to do. And he was talking to me from Yost Arena, and he hadn't played a game there yet, right? And that you know, could be a very daunting task. Well, it's not. Right. He's got four points in his first two games as a true freshman. Yeah, This guy would be a number one pick in any other year but Bedard's kind of there.
0: Yeah. How good is Bedard?
1: He's really good. He made a hit last night. Did you see uh, the hit?
0: I saw the hit. Not it was a reverse hit there. on the guy, and he goes to the guy –
1: Get some son <laughs> <laughs> he knocked him down but yeah I mean, he's not a big kid, but no. fuck,
0: his release is so insane
1: I call him he's like the energizer bunny because I've never seen a guy sort of lose any energy on on a shift like he does
0: from he's the start to the finish
1: yeah he's consistent from the start to finish he's consistently in the zone buzzing around and never stops I've never seen the guy like have a problem on a shift or a long yes. shift or so it, you know, the guys he he's generational.
0: Yeah. He is on. I mean, just look at the numbers last year. He put up a hundred points yeah. as an underage. It's just, ridiculous. but Fantilli
1: should not be ignored because he's got size. He's smart. He's Mobility. a center. Like don't, don't ignore this guy. I know Mitch mm-hmm. is is tremendously skilled, but you do have to worry about the Russian factor. You do have to worry about how that's all going to play out. He's a tremendous talent but I Fantilli's a better all-around player too and hmm. you know I think there's going to be teams that say okay let's really talk about this if we get Fantilli he's here in two years because Fantilli told me his path was he went to the um to the Chicago Steel in the USHL because otherwise it, he would be four years in junior hockey he'd have been four years there and then he would have probably come to the AHL and go to NHL he said me making it in the NHL at the age of 18 seemed like a long shot. Yeah. So I didn't even want to go that way. And you know, so now with college, his brother is there too, right? So he's got that yeah. to help him out. See
0: more and more high-end players going that route now, Russ. Yeah.
1: So at the yep. end of this year, they'll decide where he is. Maybe he comes back for another year, maybe he is ready for the NHL, but he's gone a path, a better path of development where he's not being rushed and he's also not being sort of like lost in a league. And so mm-hmm. right now, if he pulls this off as a true freshman, man, teams are going to be lining up for this guy.
0: Well, the other thing, too, in the college with these programs, they can train off the ice yeah, so much better now. Yeah, the facilities are just ridiculous. Michigan's it's unbelievable. has everything. Well, yeah, kidding me. Um, Ross, awesome stuff, man. I appreciate it. We'll uh, we'll do an inventory of our selections at the end of the year. Yeah, hold on to that.
1: it. I've got my list here. I'm going to keep it. If you guys it on our post-it
0: notes. At least I have it like in a notebook. Uh, yeah, I'm not
1: done. <laughs> you would be fair to tell the audience. You literally told me five minutes before the show what the agenda was. I didn't know what the agenda was. <laughs>
0: yeah, that, that's how I win. <laughs> yeah, but I had already give you no think
1: before. Yesterday, I did some of this on Sirius yesterday, so it did help. Me.
0: Ah, well, and you're so well versed anyway. Right. Uh, read Russ's stuff on Sportsology.com. Follow him on Twitter on uh, at Sportsology. Appreciate it, brother.
1: I wrote a flyers book. Yeah. There
0: you go. You've Ten. written a ton of books. They're all on Ten.
1: sportsology.com. I appreciate it, man. All right. See you, Jay.
0: There is Russ Cohen at sportsology on Twitter. Give him a follow. Great guy. And great stuff from Russ as always. Appreciate him jumping on here on Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. We'll be back Friday with another brand new episode, by the way. It'll be the day after the opener. We do three days a week. This week it was Tuesday, Wednesday, Friday. Next week will be Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And that's what it'll be for the most part going forward. We may strategically move some shows around, but we will uh, give you proper notice on that as well. Uh, Get the new Bet Parks app. It's a great time to get it because you've got football, college, and pro. You've got baseball playoffs. You've got hockey now, obviously. You've also got hoops around the corner, college and pro. You've got Formula One, tennis, golf. You name it; it's all there for you. And take it from me, it's a great app. The Bet Parks app is everything you want in a mobile casino and sportsbook, right in the palm of your hand. Easy to sign up, easy to navigate, easy to use, faster to win than ever before. And right now, all Bet Parks users, new and existing, will get a risk-free bet up to seven hundred and fifty dollars for using the promo code Jason seven five zero J A S O N seven five zero. That'll get you that risk-free bet up to $750. Terms and conditions do apply. So download the New Bet Parks app today. You do need to be over 21 and present in Pennsylvania or New Jersey. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Also, special thanks to Conquerville Subaru. Check out their showroom on Route 202 in Glen Mills. Check out their great pre-owned, certified pre-owned inventory. Check out a list of incoming Subaru vehicles. And great service department, free car wash with every visit and all the great work they do in the community, whether that's, you know, as the initial, the inaugural Subaru Nation Love Promise Dealer of the Year winner back in 2015, the work they do with Nemours Children's Hospital, La community uh, España uh, in Kennett Square, uh, all the different stuff, Marcus Hook Elementary School, they do great work in the community. It's why Concordville cares. Uh, it's more than just a dealership. Great service department. Free car wash for every visit, like I said. So do yourself a favor. Check them out on Route 202 in Glen Mills. Check out the beautiful showroom. Visit ConquervilleSubaru.com online. Check out that inventory of vehicles as well. And remember, Conquerville cares. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you on Friday. Enjoy your hockey tonight. Enjoy the opener tomorrow night, Flyers-Devils. And we'll talk to you coming up on Friday with another brand new edition of Bet Parks Presents Stick to Hockey Live. Have a great day, everybody. Enjoy your hockey. <music>